selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, B. Did I catch you? Can you talk for a second? Yeah, I got about five. Shoot. So, what yep. are you doing May 8th? Okay, well, uh, I'm supposed to go out on a golf course with Woody on the 9th, but I can Let move- me cut to it. All right. You know, I'm dating Ashton Kutcher now of Punked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that show a couple times with my latest 21-year-old girlfriend. She likes that kind of stuff. So... I was thinking, and this is totally fucking crazy, maybe, but I think this would be really cool. Charlie's premiere. I bring Ashton. I bring the kids. The kids love him. And I would love to have you and Emilia also come. You know what, D? Sure. Shoot. Why the fuck not? Let's do it. It's 2004. Blended is the new non-blended. And McGee, then we're all going to like do a big dinner at McGee's after. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Just let him know no salmon. I'm on a, on a no fish diet right now. <laughs> okay, awesome, Bruce. I have to go. Cool. Thanks, Dee. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Quervo. Podcast Vibes! I'm Steven. And I'm Lily. And this is Celebrity Book Club. The podcast where we, we read, read celebrity, celebrity memoirs so, so you don't, don't have, have to. to. Hey, best friend. Hey, best friend. Oh my God, I'm so glad we're talking about this I book. I could not be more excited <laughs> to talk about this. Like, um, This actually is, I know we say this every time, but this book, A, was insanely good. B, was the most this insane book I've ever read. This is my favorite book of the past decade. I could not put it down. It was one of those books where I was just like, it's 3 a.m., it's 4 a.m. I'm so it doesn't matter. 
better. I'm just like, I'm finished in one day. This is one of those books, and this is, I think, so rare for us when you're you, you're out and about, and mm. actually all you want to do is go home and read. Is literally run home and read like a fucking loser. Right, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was a freaking nerd, but I guess I am. So the book is Demi Moore, Inside, Inside out. out. It is a memoir of drugs of, and marriage and cheating and, and scandal and Hollywood. And Roswell, New Mexico. So Demi Moore, obviously iconic Hollywood actress of the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And then a little bit, not of... The, right, and then she kind of went away. Went away, she... Um, took it to Iowa. She took it to her kids. Well, Idaho, actually. Right. <laughs> States. <laughs> Always get those confused. It's it's hard to mix up. She, of course, is famous for her role in St. Animal's Fire. Which um, I just watched. You've like, never seen that. Well, I just watched it this past weekend. And it's good. It's actually kind of not. Kind of boring. <laughs> now, do you say Demi or do you say Demi? Okay, I actually don't know. And I remember being a kid and my brother saying Demi and it being kind of this like, he referred to her as this like sex goddess. And it was just like, okay, so like men think Demi is like <laughs> what a hot person is. And like me as like growing up to be a heterosexual, I was like, okay, that's what beauty is. But I, 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 I kind really of forgot how hot she was, and then like yeah. reading this book and like looking at all these photos of her, I'm like, she You're is fucking sprung. Yeah, I was sprung, dude. This book yeah. spank bank. No, for the sure. inner um, pages, the dude, inner glossies. I don't, I don't go that way, but if I did, <laughs> fuck, dude, I, I get on her like white on rice. <laughs> okay. So Brat Pack. The sort of iconic crew of other Rob actors. Lowe, Emilio Estevez. Um, who else is in the breakfast? Um, Judd Nelson. I mean, okay. like kind it was of Ali just everyone Sheedy. who is in the Breakfast Club, basically. Yes, and Saint Elmo's Fire is like basically all Breakfast Club. And then we get '90s. It's GI Jane. It's striptease. And she was in. She became this like really potent sex symbol, like leading lady, like sexual agency, firecracker bombshell. I feel like so many trailers of movies you would see her in. It's like all basically these like training scenes of her body whether it's G.I. Jane she's training or it's striptease and she's, and she's stripping kind of she's indecent proposal oh, which is like was... very basic instinct but also iconic Vanity Fair remember she did the, the nude cover right which was very like the beginning of this whole thing of people being like can women be can women sexual? be working and can pregnant they be, can they be working and, and sexual pregnant? is it possible be... to work and be sexy at the same time yeah we'll find out it was she, she was like very iconic figure for those reasons and then she... Mary Bruce Willis and they were this hot 90s power couple tabloid fodder Annie Leibovitz then married Ashton Kutcher in the 2000s. And that, I mean, She kind of invented remember? the modern tabloid era of like... Us Weekly Life and Style. And honey, tongues were a-wagging. A 15-year a age difference? And we didn't see that. A woman... Right. Dating a younger man. How is that possible? People it can't said, be. what's she doing? What moisturizer Mother is she three. using? Right. You know, why they would were a 25 year old ever want 40 year old pussy? Ashton, right. you know. She invented the term cougar. So, so she is icon. deeply iconic. In the late 2000s, she, she kind of like, receded. She kind of receded. And then the story came out. She was like rushed to the hospital. She OD'd. Um, on synthetic pot like at her daughter's house and it was just very like the tragic fall of Demi Moore and it was like what happened to her and it was right after Ashton and her had broken up and there were cheating rumors and she really kind of spiraled out of control and that's where the book starts she also I think feel like before that wasn't even like besides Charlie's Angels like she'd basically kind of retired from acting a bit yeah. anyway and so 
since then, I mean, we haven't really heard from her. And then I feel like why we chose this book, we just started to hear the mm, trades. Right. You know, people were a buzz. People were a buzz. And they said that it was like full of all this stuff about their marriages, which we want to know the dirt, obviously. Which that we'll was the first into. thing. It was like, you're going to hear about Ashton and Demi's threesome. But then people said it was really a testament to vulnerability. And we love getting raw. We, we look love at Team Personal Honey. I wouldn't even say that it's like, obviously we love Demi, but I wouldn't just think that like either of us are always like, oh, fuck, like Demi no, is my well, queen. Absolutely not. Like <laughs> We're just like, we love JLo, we love Cameron Diaz, but like she's not someone you think about that often because I would say like none of her individual movies are that iconic on their own, but like she became this iconic force that I think moved beyond them. And all those movies, I like, feel like were a little isn't more... Like that people really still talk about. Right, it was like often. in the time and it's like we would be like 10 and seeing a trailer for G.I. Jane and that is such a like memory burned into me. Oh, a- Hollywood oh, Express being right. like, oh, I want to rent G.I. Jane. I'm sure just like my dad was like, you can't rent G.I. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember seeing Indecent Proposal on TV and I was like, damn, this movie is sexy. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, I can't believe I'm like allowed to be even like watching this. And I felt naughty for watching it. Naughty? Naughty little yeah. girl. I remember seeing Shawshank Redemption as, like, a very young boy and being very sort of traumatized by the opening scene where there's, like, sex happening. And I was like, Because you scary. were one of those gay guys. Who was really puritanical. Yeah, who, when they saw sex scenes, like, freaked out and cried. Yeah. I remember this once at this, like, family reunion, this sexy haagen commercial came on, and my cousin <laughs> Ryan screamed and ran out of the room, and I was like, okay, loser. Um, so... Let's just yeah. Let's just let's jump just dive in. in. So what I love about this book is so first of all she has this absolutely psychotic childhood that is the most gritty, Didion meets Hunter S. Thompson childhood ever. Her parents are these like full grifters who are always fighting, cashing bad checks. Literally every scene is like she grew up in Roswell, New Mexico, which is insane. Her parents got married at like sixteen. And then, One, her dad is not even her dad, and that's like a whole Oh, right, and she finds that out later. But literally every scene is like, Daddy was on the run from Con Ed. Like, he'd catch seven bad checks under six aliases. Mama was drinking again. We hit the road in an old Cadillac. We didn't know where we were going. We just drove. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, and then Mama took us out, and she said, we're going to D's. And we left Daddy in a hurry. But come spring, Daddy was calling Mom. And she ran back to and, like, them. The mom is always like hair and rollers, like smoking a cigarette and like in a robe, like drunk in the middle it's of the day. The, the craziest, dad's always drunk like, in the middle of the day. AMC show about like the 60s weren't what you thought. No, it really is. And it's just Everyone's like, and it's like so like sun soaked. There's like so much ice jingling. There's so many like big wide American cars and, like, and open roads. There's nowhere to go in this shit town. And it's always like, yeah, we moved around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like is so... We got used to packing our bags fast. <laughs> She's one of those people, and I feel like this is so a theme that we've been seeing in like a lot of celebrity memoirs, where they're like, what did I look like as a kid? I was just this scrawny kid with jet black oh, hair they, and big brown eyes. And it's ca- like, you mean you were hot. You were hot. And then you grew no, up to they, be hot. And you grew up to be hot. <laughs> and they're always just like, I was super gangly and awkward and lanky. It's so like, what so I get is you were tall and like, thin. I was, weird. I was so tall. All the kids made fun of me for being so tall and thin. And they're like, yeah, I had this kind of gorgeous olive complexion. And again, I was thin. And okay, then, you know, it's insane in disclosure mm-hmm. this 
insane movie that everyone needs to see that's like a reverse Me Too, where she falsely accuses Michael Douglas of rape, and they work at a software company in Seattle in the 90s, and she's this ball-busting, like, power software executive. Fab. Um, It's so fab. Um, But her character is a former Miss Teen New Mexico. And in striptease, she's a former secretary for the FBI. <laughs> like, her <laughs> right. roles are so she's just... very former. <laughs> yeah. What did I used to do? Sure. I used to work at Exxon as an executive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I'm a soldier. Well, I think she obviously really does people who have been cast aside and forgotten and been shortchanged by life. Because she was. And she was always having to fend for herself. And her parents were just like both insane, messy alcoholics. And she was basically raising herself or having her grandmother around. Right. To jump ahead, she moves to Hollywood and she's like moving in with guys at 16. But what's crazy is like when she's moving in with a rocker at 16 and the guy is 28, that's still more normal than her. Oh, I know. And she's being like, he was super nice and it was really normal. And it was fine. You're like, can I read this passage? So when her mom and her live in L.A. and they pick up guys together at the bar, they were always men. Oh, she calls her mom Ginny. Yeah, um, she, she calls her parents by her. By their first names because she's very not like seeing them. Right, being like mom. Paternal or maternal way. They were always men. Ginny and I got a lot of attention from them when we went out together at night. I remember sitting at the bar at Carlos and Charlie's, a trendy Mexican restaurant in West Hollywood. She was drinking too much, and I and the guys at the bar flirtatiously. Whenever I recognized her boozy, blousy, come-hither look setting <laughs> in, I cringed. One of the men took the bait and came over to us. Are you two sisters, he asked. It was Ginny's favorite question. No, she grinned. This is my daughter. And it's just like, this is every passage in the book. It's just like dripping with Dri- this 70s naughty mm. intrigue. Okay, and then um, I, wait, I okay, know I'm wait, just like... Wait, sidebar for a second about the writing. So let's just talk for a second. This book is actually so fully ghostwritten by Ari Levy of The New Yorker. And it's so ghostwritten that it doesn't even say it on the cover. It doesn't even say with. Right. And then you notice in the acknowledgments, she's the first person she thanks. Like the first person she acknowledges, um, Ariel Levy, there are no words to describe my gratitude to you for helping make this book a reality. You saw all the pieces as gems and showed me through your mastery how to weave them into a tapestry. It's like she actually just fully wrote it. Yeah, it's like obviously what happened, it was probably so Auntie Mame and they just like were like Demi Google Voice this. I think they like sat together and had hummus. Oh and no, for sure. Tapas and wine, and the wine flew, and Ariel's just like sitting well, on her laptop. Well, actually, the wine like, didn't fly because did, she oh, was sober. Sorry, and she's sober now, and I do take that back. Yeah, but she's like typing away, and Demi's just like, "Oh, that's exactly right. Thank you for capturing that." And she was just being like, "Thanks for helping me weave." And, and it's don't just you like, think you she was on it. her iPad and being like big black frame glasses? At home in Idaho, and she's like reading making, passages that Ariel yeah, and she's just like, like making little notes, making little notes, and sorry, then writing. so you just did a motion where you licked your finger <laughs> okay. to turn the iPad? Is that is that what yes. you just did? Okay, <laughs> or she has it printed out, and she's printing it out in her home office, and she's reading through the notes. She's definitely printing it out in well, her home office. Okay, so if we're gonna go into the Ariel Levy stuff, let's get into the. Then Ariel I want to talk about another part of the acknowledgments. Oh. Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. No, okay, so fine. the choice of Ariel Levy. Mm. Wonderful New Yorker writer. Sure. Right. I guess. I, I haven't read her stuff. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't really read an Ariel Levy article. But, so I'm sure she picked her because, like, cool, she's a great writer. But also, so Ariel Levy is openly bisexual. So what so, are you saying? 
So here's the thing. Oh, you think Demi Moore might be demisexual? I'm in this lesbian Insta chat called Provocations. Okay, we're listening. And months ago, mm-hmm. kind of some gossip was broke that Demi is with a woman. What? Named Masha. Oh, wait a minute. She talks Who? about yes, Masha. Yes, bitch. That's what I'm saying. Wait, 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 wait. Who has a child and they basically have a child together. And she thanks her in the acknowledgments and said, your child is like wait, 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 wait. The woman who grew up in like communist Russia and who wasn't used to seeing so many presents under the tree. And she's like an insane shame stylist. And now she's seen the presents under Demi's If you just Google Demi Masha, it's like this insane shame stylist. So she's so spiky hair and like big button down and like big wide hat so i'm just like okay demi now that you're in the like la media lesbian wait and you heard this in your lesbian secret group gossip chat yeah anyway but it's like in the tabs it's not like this is not so secret oh okay Oh, and so this girl is like denim jacket beanie pushback i mean she basically looks like penn badgley it's like so LA, like it's Coachella LA. lesbian. I mean, this is the most like Ashton Kutcher lesbian I've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> big <laughs> like, like this huge is not a big wide... stretch for her to go from Ashton no, to this no, lesbian. No, 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 to be, and it's so Fred Siegel denim. This yeah, woman, it's very the denim girls at Fred Siegel, who my cousin had actually a rivalry with, <laughs> and she said that they were total bitches when she worked in the men's section. So. I don't know if her and Masha are still together, but basically in the book, in the last chapter, when she's like, Demi is like, all is well and good now, and me and Bruce are close, and my friend Masha comes over for Christmas with her child, who I consider my own. she's addicted to blended families. Yes. She is so, I mean, she basically invented blended, like when she went on the Charlie's Charlie's and Goth premiere, and she brought Bruce and And Ashton and their kids. Right. And And we're all holding hands with this big, happy, transparent, like, poly family. I do that at a podcast premiere. I bring... What? Oh wait, your ex, your ex's new husband, his kid Child, with his ex, both cats, but, <laughs> Cheech and Orzo come on, on leases, <laughs> hissing That's away. Cute, actually. Dream premiere. Anyway, who knows? Maybe Masha and Demi have broken up, but mm-hmm. I do just wonder. Whatever. Now that she dated this lesbian stylist, is there a reason she chose this bisexual New Yorker writer? So you think they're also fucking? No, I just think she's it's like just gay like in stuff. The, she's in the in LGBT the community, if you will. I think they're at Dana's bar right. to, sh- to do a L word generation Q reference, reference here. Right. Okay, back to... <laughs> Away from bisexual land. Yes. Back to Demi. So then she moves to LA, she starts to become famous, she gets roles. Okay, when she's living at that apartment that's so Melrose Place, and that girl who was in the Roman Polanski movie is like her neighbor and they're running lines, and it's like so no, sexy. Everything is so... Everything so is like so like, Melrose Place in sex. She's like always in complexes. She's always like moving in with her synth <sighs> boyfriend. Can I say something? I'm so jealous of all her boyfriends. But you know, you say you're jealous. Yeah, I am. Because she like has okay, she's like dating this guy who's like this musician. He takes her to a show. She goes to this concert with the no, one guy she's dating. So, and then falls in love with guy. the lead singer, hooks up with him in the bathroom, and then she moves in with that guy like three weeks later. I'm so jealous of that. The bravery, the boldness. She was clearly so broken though. I know, know, but she followed her heart and she wasn't thinking like, oh, I shouldn't do that, you know. Like No, imp- it actually is cool because she was with like a guy for six years 
years and then she like meets another rocker. But you know when you're agonizing over whether or not to break up with someone for like two years? <laughs> or like mm, maybe five. Huh. I feel like she's not doing that. What, a, yes. what could you be talking yes, about? Yes, her marriage to Bruce <laughs> yes. like had sort of a long period of like kind of Well, you know why? Because I think she grew up in right. this way where you're ready to run actually. Yeah, you pack your bags when you're ready to run and she was used to that. But that does like that, that sort of impulsivity it gives you more experiences. You well, get to run out sure there. had a lot of experiences. I wouldn't also say that you're not living that life. I guess, but I you're feel like, like, oh, I'm so jealous of the fact that she was like at a club and met a guy. Obviously, we both want to be living in like '93, going to go sees and auditions. I know. I mean, when someone's mom you had your could get you a job as the receptionist at Warner Brothers, and that would get your foot in the door. But I guess in that note, I just do want to kind of like bring up my emoji sad face like part where it's just like the rape. Yeah, yeah. it's so depressing. And her mom like semi sells her to this man. And like that is the other side of the sunset strip. Yeah. And just and just for our listeners on the, Lily's notes, <laughs> she wrote her rape slash twisted parents <laughs> and then a frowny face emoji. So she would remind herself to feel sad. It wasn't a reminder. It was honestly just kind of a instant reaction. Oh, okay. Because you think an emoji is because you're such a Zoomer. <laughs> Let me find one. So she, it's like a family friend or, or not even really family friend. This like random guy. I mean, the mom, the parents are And he are is like promising that he'll like get her roles or whatever. And he like takes her to lunch a few times. He like drives her home a few times. And then she's just like in the apartment one day when she gets home and she he's already there. And her mom has given the guy keys. Right. And, and she, then he comes and then like does rape her. And then he comes back later and says to her, how does it feel to be whored by your mother for $500? Oh, God. Can you imagine? It's so fucking Maureen... dark and insane. Whored oh, me out for 500 but, but, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that number would not be the number. <laughs> <laughs> you think she would, but for a higher number. She would do it because she's like, it was the only way I could get a new well dug on my property. <laughs> It would be some like really obscure right now. I just the jacuzzi people weren't coming. Yeah. Anyway, it's so fucked up. And... It's really fucked up. And you know, and she and she describes it in it's in this very impactful way. And she's just being like, I didn't even know it was happening. And like I don't really remember the sequence of events, but it's an insane thing that happens to you that like you're just always traumatized by and you don't know until it happens. And then you're like, Is it my fault? And like the parents weren't there and just And like... she continues to kind of like have this on and off relationship with her mom. And like yeah. her mom is always telling stories to the paparazzi well, okay. about her so and Bruce. In, well, and then later the mom poses for nude pictures oh, yeah, that was and sells them crazy. to the tabloids. And, and she was like, I can do it too. And, and Debbie Morris is like, honestly, as weird as it is, that was the <laughs> yeah. thing that sent me over the edge. And she like does acknowledge that it's weird. That was just so awkward. And I it's mean, like that embarrassing is... for my kids. And it's just like her old ass mom, nude and like smoking and drunk. Instead of just like asking Demi for money, was like redo your iconic photo shoot. <laughs> okay, also again, I mean, the okay. comparison. Wait, your mom <laughs> redoing a tall cold photo. I shoot? mean, that would be really funny. Okay, the trip to Brazil sounds like the most fun thing that's ever happened to anyone. She shoots this. Uh, it was her big break. Her, her big break was called Blame It on Rio. She goes to Brazil. She like befriends this local named Zay Zay, and she's like, okay, we're still Zay, good friends today. Yeah, like, just who? like. She like, you know Zay Zay is 
beyond, beyond fabulous. fabulous. They like she was like we were doing tons of coke. Like my nostrils like absolutely <laughs> disintegrated during this trip. Like I like fa- had an affair with like this like hot local Brazilian. She's like living in a hotel for three months, just like running around really Rio. Lines like, like really I lines wanna, just like this is ugh, the most fun thing that's ever. happened I want to run around Rio. Yeah, I feel like in my mind also as a child, like I imagined Rio to be the sexiest place. I also had a Brazilian jazz babysitter growing up. Who so. you wanted to fuck. Um. Oh, wait, that's why you love jazz so much nowadays. Yeah, well, a lot of my babysitters were like jazz students at Berkeley School of Music. Oh, because it was, So okay. that's why I love jazz. It's more proximity. Got yep. it. Okay, well, you know, you like what you know. Exactly. Oh, also, <laughs> so yeah. one thing she doesn't, she has a lot of lo- loves in this book. Many loves. Um, Bruce Willis, Ashton Kutcher, Emilio Estevez, Freddie Tom. Roblo, supposedly. Roblo. Oh, my, so I love <laughs> okay. this part where she talks about briefly dating Roblo and she's like, I don't really remember, but he says we did. So sure. It's probably my favorite part of the book. It's... And she references his memoir, which now we have to read because she's like, yeah, in his memoir, he talks all about how we used to date. But I literally don't remember. And she, and she was like, maybe there was one late night rendezvous. I, I guess it meant a lot to him, which is super sweet. It's and that's like, cute. It is weird really watching St. Elmo's fire back to that for a second. Is like She talks about how sweet Emilio was. And he sounded definitely like a rock to her. Mm. But, like, Roblo is so hot and he plays, like, the cat in the movie. And Emilio Estevez, I find so wow. sexually unappealing. Interesting. So this is, this brings me to my next point, mm. which is the dick size of all the men in the book. So I've curated a list here. Okay, I'm going to briefly, with my dick knowledge. Yeah, okay. So I've decided that Emilio, based on her description of him as a solid rock, to Medium. me that's six and thick. You know okay. what I mean? It's a sturdy, mm. sturdy dick. And it's just it's just nice all around and it gets the job done and it's really, really dependable. Um, Bruce to me is seven and thick. It's a dad dick, is what we call a dad dick. I mean, like, I imagine that. He's yeah. like the classic hot dad. Classic He's five oh ones. And dad dick is like when you're a kid and you see your dad's dick, it's always big because you're a kid. And like a guy with a dad dick just like has this dick that's like always big. And it's like big when it's flaccid. It's a shower, not a grower, per se. So um, you agree? I absolutely agree. It just seems so, like, sturdy, getting my Chevy Romero. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, their passion was wild. Oh, wait, how this is where I got jealous. Oh, when he pulls up beside her in the limo? With John Goodman, yeah. Woody Harrelson. Insane. And they're all, like, screaming the night, out of the sunroof. The night sun they meet roof. at this premiere, she's, like, driving home in her car, the Bruce Limor pulls up beside her on the highway in a limo, is out the sunroof. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, John Goodman. He's just being like, hey, Demi! And like squad and like they follow her. And I'm like, okay, that is That's so, so iconic. cool. And, and again, it's it. very pre-cell phone. Right. You don't do that anymore. You don't just text someone. Hey, you follow them in your limo. And she was like, it was the days before every celebrity was in an SUV. And I would say Bruce Willis like made... I don't know. He was so bald and people were like, he's sexy. He invented men being hot and bald. Yeah. I mean, they haven't really done a lot like right. since Bruce Willis' baldness. There hasn't been a lot no, of evolution. No, he really owned it. Like, he kind of owned it. I don't know who else guys. has really like... Like The Rock? I guess that would be the evolution to today. It's but just, that's like, so like... You just become a full bodybuilder about it. He's just so bodybuilder and like careless. Yeah. 
weird. So Ashton, so, I feel like Ashton's. It's not that like. See what you think here? I'm, I'm curious. I think his dick is like long, yeah. kind of thin. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, we're on the same page. Oh my god, okay, so, I'm straight. Okay. Um, and I just feel like he was probably really no, good in bed, and they had on the thin side curved down, and they had like a really good connection. He was like very vivacious, and yeah. probably ate her out for. Hours. No, when she talks about like their absolute wild sexual chemistry when they're like just going to Canyon Ranch for like five days and never leaving bed. Right. I know, I'm sure. And also, like, obviously, Bruce is so 90s and like not really eating a woman out. No, I'm sure like and they so, fucked for like mm, 12 minutes at the longest. Solid and, 12. And then he's like, all right, pull, oh, wait, so 90s opening up the fridge, yeah. like being like, can I get you, babe? Yeah. After yeah, for sure, grabbing two some cereal. Yes, eating cereal, oh, eating cereal in a big shirt. And Bruce Willis's sheets. big white button down. <laughs> okay, I see. Like I still want the Bruce Willis dad deck, even after Ashton Kutcher eating me out with his long thin deck <laughs> for five hours. Because after five hours, you're like, okay, I no, think I've the, I think good. it's eaten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been ate. Just to go back, obviously that. I feel first like Rob guy, Lowe has a small dick. Oh, for sure, it's and that's so why she doesn't remember and to the side. And he, like, yes, he's like hot and like can chat, but he was just. And like, his doing dick so has only good. gotten pointier over the course of pointier. His <laughs> All right, how big is Masha the st- the lesbian stylist strap on? Oh, her strap. Hmm. Is it co- is it funky color? Is it purple? Is Isn't it? She's so modern, and it's like the most like non-realistic like it's blue and yeah, I purple yeah I feel like it's very it's LA like diagonal blue. it does like it's not it's barely even phallic shaped it's like no I think it absolutely is phallic shaped I just think it's like pink oh it's uh, a glass dildo oh my god that's terrifying which like Al, our friend Alex is always saying like how much she loves because you can freeze it and I'm like why <laughs> is why is that hot like a frozen glass dildo she's like, you have to terrifying. try it and I was like I'm actually good oh my god she <laughs> wants just, literally ice in her pussy <laughs> mm, nothing turns me on like an icy ice dick <laughs> Like, I get right. That the cryo whole fuck. Mm, so Austin Powers. Oh, God. <laughs> Dr. Evil vibes. That's so, I mean, like when, I, like, when a cold hand touches me, I shiver. Right. You don't want it just, like, cold all inside of you. Yeah. Then you're, like, berm or blankets. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love when Demi just describes what punked is. Oh, <laughs> she's like so. Punked was an amazing show that Ashton had where he did that hidden aired camera from tricks. Two thousand five to two thousand eight, and I was just so impressed with him for having his own. Oh wait, we have to talk about Thorn. Sorry, wait, Thorn is like his company that I did the branding for. I don't remember this. Remember, so he, she at the end, she's like, and I still do love Ashton, even though we don't speak, and he did leave me and cheat on me, and I really love the work we do with our organization. Oh, Thorn, Thorn oh, which is like sexual the advocacy, child sexual trafficking, like software for police, and I, I'm a copywriter, and I weirdly did the copywriting for this brand. Okay, I totally and I came up with that. the line, um, <laughs> until every child can be a kid. <laughs> Girl, so you're like uh, whispering that in your sexy voice. You're like, until every child. I wasn't trying to be be sexy. It just happened like that, I guess. Anyway, um, (laughs) that was their sort of manifesto rallying cry. What's cool about Ashton is that like he's actually kind of like putting his money where his 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 tech money to use, and he is developing software for local police departments to track online predators. What? And he like was the first like investor of Apple or something like that. Yeah, which like yeah, he was the first. 
first inventor of Apple in 1983. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he, like, literally invests wisely. No, he invented TikTok. It's like, right. <laughs> you're just like, I'm sorry, man. The, the man's got good <laughs> investment <laughs> sense. Like, I'm freaking jealous. Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. So I had some sort of think pieces that I was sort of ruminating on. Okay, right. so it's like, so she was in all these movies. Okay, she was in Striptease. She was in A Decent Proposal. She was in G.I. Jane. And I feel like she was canonical feminist figure of the 90s that was like such a necessary vehicle to like move us to the culture wars people thought she was so controversial in these ways that we obviously now don't think are controversial and people panned all those films oh like indecent proposal is bad because it's like a woman being bartered for sex or whatever right. and they weren't even viewing it in this very very post that way we would no- nowadays right, right, be it was like, like her own agency like yeah, everything was so second wave and like anti-porn and just like anti-sex, yeah, anti-sex. work also again striptease anti-sex work and people were like, anti- like oh you're selling your what body? was controversial about that movie was the fact that like a mom was a stripper, which of course now would be like not controversial at all. And it seems cheesy, um, you know, uh, cloying to have that be like a plot point, be like, oh, we got it. Like she's like a really good person because she's a stripper or whatever. But it's like back then everyone was so freaked out by and it. And I feel like she's like not thankful. It's like how many no. memoirs do we see that are like feminists who like become strippers in like Portland and then like write about and it? I fe- and like even in the book, she kind of talks about it in this way where she's like, I didn't really get the controversy. Or like it kind of was like weird to me that that was the reception. And she kind of like doesn't even really see herself as this like feminist icon who no, she just like does her thing. Also, she does wars. talk about 
she's always like, uh, yeah, so I got $14 million for G.I. Jane, which was the most a woman was being paid in Hollywood. Meanwhile, Bruce is getting $20 mil for Die Hard 3. Right. But then I was pound because right. she, like, everyone's like, oh, she's selfish. Good morning. It's like now, obviously, like anytime a woman asks for money, it's like, Michelle. Mich- didn't Michelle Williams like famously ask, yes. ask for that what, whatever that movie was? And she was like, this was just like so pre that. And I feel like to be more kind of is like, why she was able to be this person. Because, like, I feel like every other actress would have been too, like, scared of the politics around it and not doing it. And well, then, I think then also it's, like, the 90s again, like, so raw. It's, like, she didn't have a Twitter. There, like, was, like, less. There's no thing of, like, to, like, start, like, a million think pieces. She was, like, I'm just going to do my thing. Right. There's going to be talk back. And she was, like, she was kind of always, like, middle fingers up, whatever. And like, kind of, And then it gets to G.I. Jane, that was such a necessary film, if you will. Absolutely. And she did. And she was like, I'm going to train for this like the guys train for it. I'm going to do the full military training. Because now I feel like we live in a very woke time. It's like everything is about like a woman can do anything a man can do. But like this was kind of the first door opening to that plot point. And that Especially being of like, like a woman, not only of like the plot of G.I. Jane, but how she trained for the movie. Right. And or it was like, again dating Ashton just like being like yes I'm dating this younger guy yes I'm a cougar like, at the time she absolutely did not get credit and I, I would still I would I would argue that today she's, she's still, still not absolutely not seen as a feminist icon she is seen as like a, a kind of a pulpy like fun actress from I feel like her she's time. kind of seen in between but like right like but again no but, one... I, but I think because that we we look at it, it's like you have to be so like overtly political and take credit for that and it be also like is very rare she did like quote unquote like take a stand and like raised her kids in Idaho I'm just saying like more ways of her just being like I'm gonna do the shoot I'm gonna date Ashton right. I'm no, gonna raise well, my kids this, in Idaho this sort of aloofness to the like the the politics and the storylines of Hollywood, like, I think, like, let her take these roles, but then kind of, like, prevented her from getting credit for being this very transformative figure. And I feel like she should get a lot more credit. And I don't even know, even after this book, like, she went on NPR and she did the circuit, and I feel like she's kind of started to get, like, a little bit of due, but not, like, enough. Again, that's, like, not her style. Like, she wouldn't necessarily... And, like, that's what we expect. We expect it to be so, like... J-Lo just like at the wing just being like and it was so important for me to do this film as a woman as a woman and to show that a woman can executive produce a film that she is starring in when she is like a multimillionaire and for her like back to the pulp people it's like her comeback was just like being in full throttle because Drew like begged her and she was like you know what fine like this is fab I I don't know if I want to do it though and then we're all just kind of like applauding like yes we love Demi but like I don't know. It's like Demi Moore. I wouldn't even really call her a gay icon at all. Certainly not. The gays have never really no latched onto her. I mean, her films are are straight. They're I mean, so straight. I will say striptease though. Like the strip scenes are so fab. They're the dance okay. scene is insane. She when only she's... dances to Annie Lennox, which is so random. The movements are so like. Uh, wish she could see me now. It's okay. really kooky. It's very like Fosse vibes. And this she's wearing, is, no, well, like, okay, wait, well, the best and, like, the most 90s and, like, thing and, like, ever. Bowler hats. When and, she's like, in like classic 90s, like the hottest thing ever is just for a woman to wear a big tie yeah, yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. Okay, the scene when she's in her bedroom dancing alone. Getting oh, ready. I love that. And she's that again was, dancing to Little Bird of Annie Lennox. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I need to do this when I get that the shower. That seems really iconic, and she has all the like, Also, say that movie, because that movie is so random, and, like, the... I, I would call it the um, stripper drama thriller version of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Okay, I don't know the plot of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. 
You don't? Yeah, it's really not burned in my memory. I wasn't like okay. such a Jim Carrey fan as a child. I know you love sort of the that absurd kind of, uh, that animal movie, stuff. Little, his, the, his hair kind of, that oh, started my hair. That invented your hair. Yeah. I thought it was Conan O'Brien, but I guess it was... Okay, rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got some Irish in yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying, Striptease has a lot of random animals in it. Mm. Um, but yeah. But yes, there are all these, like, steamy 90s movies with a sax where, like, it fades out on a yacht as someone's having sex right, in a so, super straight way. And so, like, yeah, and I think that... So, A, gays, like, don't watch those movies. And then B, people dismiss the 90s as being very, I mean, they dismiss both, I think both the 80s and the 90s as being very, like, cheesy and, like, the sexuality was very kind of, like, lurid. And all these movies are, like, pre-96. Yeah. And, like. It's not, like, we're not in, like, a Britney era at all. We're still just, like, G.I. Jane, I feel like, was maybe 96, Oh, of, like, you're saying Britney kind of invented the modern sexuality? Well, I'm just saying, like, 98 people are like, oh, my God, it was ridiculous late 90s stuff, which I feel like people are obsessed with. And No, sure, the aesthetic is, like, not And I think people blend maybe 94 copied. stuff with kind of, like, the 80s. Right. Do you think Demi is gonna do kind of a comeback movie maybe in the next few years? I mean, that really depends on sort of Masha's schedule. Well, I'm... <laughs> and the baby. And the baby and whatnot. I mean, I would love her, too. I, it doesn't seem like that's really... I feel like what, she's not... This not book a... is just not seem like she's into making movies right now. She's very into just, like, her big house in Idaho and, like, being a mom. And um, focusing. And her big brood. So I was wondering that part when it's, like, all of her children stopped talking to her. Yeah, well, that was because she was, like, being so, like... Like, crazy, crazy and, like, a, and, like, and, like addicted like, to Ashton. Addicted to, like... I feel like she's just probably being so annoying about That's Ashton. That's what I think... I was, like... You know when someone goes really through a breakup. Go, you're not, like... She's not really going through it. it. She's, like, mm, yeah, like... First, like, she stopped talking to me. Then she stopped talking to me. Right. And, and it's, like, I feel like she was probably, like, maybe kind of hashtag no boundaries. Mm. Like, calling all of her daughters while they were, like, at RISD. And, like, complaining so much no, and just absolutely. being like, wait, so, like, what do you even, like, think this means? That, yeah. like, Ashton did this and, like, they're all on their razors, like, and texting. Sh- and, and she's not text. asking them any questions about their lives. No, and, and Scout like, well, is dating at RISD. like, doing this mixed media project. Yeah, and they're just like, my mom is being such a pathetic loser. About right, and they're like, like I need a guy. break from you. And then yeah. rumors still like, well, we can hit a bong, but, like. Yeah. I'm going to need a break from you. I'm going to need you to absolutely wrap it up. But she does. She works on herself and kind of comes back from that. I mean, the next chapter for Demi is obviously being a lesbian. I feel like that's sort of... That's the chapter. Is that the future for her? But I actually... The goss I heard is I think like... Oh, it's over. That chapter's over. And it's like just about her now... Which is still being lesbian, being best friends with her ex. So, like, Julia Roberts did this thing where she was like, oh, I'm going to a ranch and I'm an earth mother now. And I'm just, like, wearing Raising big glasses kids, yeah. and being so shawl and, like, big blanket. And, like, any photo I've seen of Demi Moore in the past, like, five years, she's been in, like, a That's big native saying, big blanket and, and, like, like big wire big glasses. glasses. And being so, like, I'm at home. Like, <laughs> I have really good skin and I'm at home. Um... I don't know. That's my question. It's like, are we seeing Demi randomly in an Amazon show in two years? Mm, I mean, I uh, okay. Actually, you know what? I take that back because she's so in an Amazon. show. And Julia Roberts did this Amazon show that I started to watch that I couldn't really get into. Wait, maybe she literally was in an Amazon show and she like weirdly plays like a therapist. 
That's just in so like three no, that's the Julia Roberts show. Oh, okay, she plays a therapist who's like blacked out for the FBI or CIA or something like that. Oh no, that I know, I know that show. That yeah. show was like so Emmy. That's Homecoming. Yes, that show's good. Um, like, anyways, started to be into it. Anyway, I feel like I could see Demi doing something like that or like. Well, a- that no, 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 no. That's too like marquee of a project. That I don't think she. I think she would be like a character in some random show in like a few episodes. Mm. Because she's so like not wanting to dive in, she's so it's just true. like I'll dabble, but I I need to have at least like she's so like my writer. I need to be at least to spend five days a week at my <laughs> ranch in Idaho yeah, with, but all of her kids are grown up, right? <laughs> well, with Masha and her brood and the dog, right? And the dog, but Masha's in L.A. and the, there oh, there's so many like little tiny dogs probably like oh, running my God. around. No, I know and she's like I've got like a four person stroller for all the dogs, right? <laughs> Segment, segment vibes. How does how she, she live? live? How, how does, does she, she eat? eat? What, what does she, she wear? wear? Well, I feel like we just talked about what she wear. It's like she's in seven jeans, Hudson yeah. jeans, tattered. I mean, she's very early 2000s, like whiskered, whiskered jeans. Whiskered Eartha Cafe, big black wireframe glasses. Beanie, big Her wool, classic jet black oh, wait, hair. Actually, this is what I wanted to say, though. I feel like in this way, though, she kind of did invent like... Dime Square style of just like mo- like in, in her 90s style when she was like dating Emilio Estevez or whatever or like initially dating Rob Lowe just being like jeans and looking hot and like a shirt like a button down I mean yeah that's also like the 90s but I mean in this way but in this way where she's just kind of like her face is kind of plain in this way but she's still just like really hot I actually feel like her face is not plain at all hmm. I think she kind of but has she doesn't have like more... big lips. She doesn't have like cra- you know some crazy like brow line. She she doesn't look like Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? It's like no. I feel like her face is kind of like sharp, sullen. It's so seventies. Like yeah. it's like she's been like it's a lot of jaw. Yeah, she's jaw. She's these sunken eyes. It's like you can see the, the pain of the Cadillacs that dropped her off. No, absolutely. From home to home in them. Yeah, I mean you can taste the motor oil. So I don't think she's like plain boots. Okay, well, I like she love has like look at this smile. She has this kind of like that about her bigger smile. Okay, so maybe she didn't invent jeans. Um, but yeah, but her yeah, I feel like she was class because it's Brad Pack, so she's Levi's, it's acid wash, and because she's always in Idaho, her style's so like. Big, big, big sweater. Big, du- lot of dusters. Yes, lot of heavy, huge big, dusters. Big and I feel like there's this weird thing because it's like, well, okay, she. Grew and up then in-, in LA, obviously, it's like the most like threadbare. But I feel like she's wearing like a threadbare gray I also shirt. Feel like she that there's is. a peace sign. Yeah, like so subtly on it. She's kind of attracted to some kind of like native designs and that kind well, of. Well, very. Well, yeah. she's from New Mexico, and so like there is more of a. Native American presence there. So I feel like it's like that's where she has like an inkling towards those kinds of like patterns. And she might be made Native American. She might have some, well, um, <laughs> very Warren Elizabeth Test. Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Warren <Test. laughs> and my mama. Yeah. <laughs> and my mima always, when we walked by that photograph, she said, well, your, your papa has high cheekbones. And that's how we know that you're Indian. So that's how I know that I'm Indian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She didn't. There's no story like that in this book. <laughs> um, um, okay, so how does she, she eat? No, what does she eat? Oh, what does she eat? Well, well, well 
not I'm much. Saying, yeah, I got an eating disorder. Well, now that she's like over her eating disorder, is she just being so like? I think the whole thing is she always like did eat, but I think she was being like just like, oh well, I had this one spoonful of oatmeal, yeah. and then probably like didn't eat it all. But is she now just being so LA and going to squirrel and having yeah, just like the it's chicken salad? Or is she's, she being so Idaho and she's just being like, and and all my my crew came over and my best gay husband, Eric Butterbob, came over and he put a big ribeye on the grill. I think and like Bruce is doing burgers. She's like, Bruce comes over and he makes burgers for the kids. But I feel like she's kind of still snacking on peppers. She, I think it's probably hard to really let go of those habits and she yeah. is still snacking Like on maybe peppers. she's having like a chicken sausage. Yeah. Absolutely. That she's like the Applegate cutting. chicken yeah, sausage. Yeah, an Applegate chicken. She's like or maybe she has a local like she butcher that she really. Yeah, loves. I don't think she's getting like a tr- a T Joe's. Yeah, but at the same time, she's in Idaho. She's going with her best Idaho friend, and they're going to T Joe's, and they're like stalking him. She's like, the kids are coming this weekend, mm. and she's doing that thing that actually Audrey Hepburn did. Mm. Where she also went grocery anorexic. shopping? No, where it's like you're cooking so much, but then you don't eat. Oh, right. And you're kind of overcompensating for how much you don't eat by how much you do cook. And she's like, it's Super Bowl. We're making a big bash. She's like, Demi's famous chili. Huh. Um. All right, we covered. Oh, and how does she how live? How does she live? I mean, big leather couches. Big. I mean, it's lodge style. Absolutely lodge. We're talking wooden planks. And she's always, even when she, like, she's always, like, wanted to go to Canyon Ranch, like, when she's on vacation. Like, she it's just constant wants, ranch. Yeah, yeah, it's constant ranch. It's like antlers, like, the full nine. Tons of antlers. And I think, yeah, Rugs. Pendleton blankets abound. Honestly, bearskins? Maybe Oh, maybe I'm so. sure. I'm sure she was fucking Ashton on a bearskin. Yeah. I wonder if her house has one of those cool, I love this, like, it's ski chalets. You know what I mean? Like, a loft, like, an open second floor. Yeah, well, in medieval times, they called that a gallery. <laughs> Is that interesting? Wait, that's like really cool. I studied medieval stuff in sixth grade, and you I never studied heard... medieval stuff. Well, sixth grade, the theme was medieval right, things, okay. and I did a paper on medieval fashion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> on the buxom ladies of the Middle Ages. Well, it's kind of funny because it's like medieval fashion. There's actually not much written about it because the style was so just like big sheets. So, and that's why it's that's not really much written about it. Yeah, because it was kind of the most boring time for fashion. Okay, well, but unless you're into that. Right, and maybe that actually kind of more invented the Rachel Comey. Yeah, because now it's so just like A-line dresses and like things like don't have a waist. Empire And just being like, I'm lost in fabric. (laughs) And every girl is lost in fabric in Times Square. I also remember some interview with her and her, even her LA house was very like, and like she had, there was like so many poofs and like it was like sit on the floor and it was very like rugs and blankets. And she's playing Mexican dominoes on the floor. What's up? That like Scandinavian word that like every blogger's obsessed with Heige. Like Scandinavian word that every blogger's obsessed with. It's like cozy vibes. And it's just oh, like Heige okay. for winter. Like sheepskin throws. Big, big mm, comfy, fireplaces. Comfy, comfy baskets. And it's like getting to a basket with your husband. Tons of hot cocoa. So much cocoa and fireplaces. With my num nums and my dog dog. Um, who are okay? Who are you in the book? Who are you in the book? <sighs> This is tough. Do you think I'm her mom? 
Am I that bad? I was well. I I was thinking about this today earlier today, and I was like, "Are we the pa- Ginny and Danny? We're, Ginny and we're Danny. the parents. We're writing bad checks. We're writing bad checks. We're 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 getting out of town. Right. We're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm taking Morgan. I mean, but we always come back to well, each other. Very that road trip we took to Atlantic City. We were being very Ginny and, and we Danny. Were like smoking in the car, smoking in the car. And, and when I blacked out, and we all had to sleep in the sob overnight because you had a stick, and none of us no could, drive could drive stick. But we still forgave you, and that was also the same weekend. You like basically gave me bed bugs i should have never spoken to you again you really should have <laughs> yeah. steven picked up uh you know a bed frame off the street in the east village but and i they, slept on you it you know what there was the city had an infestation it wasn't me darling it was everywhere oh there are decisions to be made you could you couldn't you couldn't swing a friendly person this town without getting bed bugs and we went to a shitty motel so that was very Ginny and danny of us and oh my god and bella who was with us our friend was the demi because she's like thin. oh she was like thin and hot and i yeah. was like vomiting to a trash can at the tropicana <laughs> <laughs> well, let's figure it out <laughs> um, but also well, yeah. i'm like you're not zay zay but like you want to be <laughs> Oh, God, I wish I was Zeze, her <laughs> fabulous Brazilian friend with, like, so much access to men and coke. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was also wondering if I'm, like, Adrian Lyman or whatever, like, that director who's being kind of psycho and was, like, being so, like, weird about her weight and being, like, and, like, getting the lighting right and being such a, like, perfectionist. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. That is kind of you, like, yelling about something and it's, like, simmer. And you're right. Being, like, Sometimes I'm kind of weird, yelling like, about stuff and just yeah. being like, oh, like, I'm getting so mad at my boyfriend for, like, not hanging up his coat or, like, like, not putting his bag in the office. And, and you're like, being oh, just, you're like, fat. Actually, like, you're fat and the keys go on the hook. So that is kind of that. Maybe that could be me. But I guess that's kind of negative. <sighs> I feel like I'm, like randomly kind of like Emilio Estevez and like being like steady and understanding. Six inch dick. <laughs> but obviously I'm also Lily, like... the six inch Murata. I'm also like John Goodman hanging out of That's like the such limo. a minor character, babe. Like I know that you are John Goodman, <laughs> like spiritually. But am I also maybe like rumor... Someone who appears just like in the most passing reference. I feel like I'm also kind of rumor because it's like... Big Gia, Well... Okay, rude. It's like Gia in a fight with my mom and me being like, sure, I'll still like smoke a bowl with my mom. But is Rumor the one who gets the high of the Diablo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you are the one who is like, Gia's trying to be a good influencer. You'd be like, no, it's okay, let's mom. Smoke. Like, let's smoke. <laughs> yeah. Your mom is like fully like trying to like be in AA and just like get off alcohol. <laughs> and you're and like, like, she can, she can be triggered wine, a little bit. Well, What's a little bit of trigger? Time. A time. It's Christmas. That's just a small amount of Christmas trigger. Our next book, moving on, is... Oh, my God. Wow. Our next book is a really iconic read. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but you know her, you love her, you've heard her, you've seen her. On multiple platforms. TV, movies. Music. She's an ex. She's a wife. She's a mother. She's a daughter. She's absolutely a cousin. She's beyond cousin. Uh, she's an, She's at the end of the day, she's an American. Jessica, Jessica Simpson. Simpson. And her book, which is called Open Book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's you a, gotta tune in. A lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a uh, lot of romance, a lot uh, of yeah, heartbreak, career ups and downs. All right, we're giving it away. Listen, subscribe, rate, review, send to a move friend, to Idaho, get a leave ranch. Hollywood. Uh, take some time off to focus on your family and figure out what you really want. Marry someone a lot younger than you.
Doll Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane with editorial support from this hot guy, Andrew Parsons, and this smoking man, Leon Nafok. Engineered by Ferris Monchi. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horace. You know him, 68 Woodstock. Artwork by Teddy Blanks. I fucked him at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Hell, and don't forget to tell your friends or your enemies about us. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.